In this video, we're going to discover how the hybrid eclipse on 420 is confirming that World War III will occur in 2023. In addition, we will also see a very unique connection tied to Pergamum and this eclipse. And then finally, we will discover how this hybrid eclipse is connected to the story of Esther and the restoration of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. But before all of that, the rapture of the body of Christ. And so if you like the study of God's celestial signs and how they link up with end time Bible prophecy, then you have come to the right channel, Supernatural by Design. And so welcome. My name is Jared. And today's video is going to be an exciting one as we're going to link many threads together through this one single hybrid solar eclipse. But before we begin, if you can do me a huge favor and hit the like button, comment on this video, share this video, and subscribe if you're new. Any and all interactions you all provide help to support this channel and I greatly appreciate that. And thank you to all of you who have supported this channel financially. As it is my goal with the little bit of time we have left to be full time on YouTube to deliver the most up to date content. Also, I want to thank you for your prayers, not only for myself, but for my mom as well. And so thank you, saints, for all of your support. May God's grace and peace be with you. And now with that said, let's go ahead and dive into today's video series, what we are effectively dubbing the Pergamum Eclipse. However, before we see this Pergamum connection, we need to build the series up. And so we're going to break this series into three videos. In video one, we will see how this hybrid eclipse is a celestial setup that we are going to call World War II 2.0 Signs in the Heavens, as this hybrid eclipse is matching a celestial sequence right before World War II, which will effectively be a setup for video two, Pergamum and the Uranus connection, as we'll see some fascinating connections to Turkey and the altar of Pergamum, which I'll give you a hint, is connected to the planet Jupiter within this hybrid eclipse. However, it's the Uranus connection that will be a setup for video three, the Esther prophecy and the Benjamite, because it will link us to a foreshadow prophecy about the end times found in the book of Esther, the significance of Haman, Esther, and Mordecai. In fact, Mordecai is from the tribe of Benjamin. Wait, who, who is the prime minister of Israel right now? Not to mention, I think he was born on an eclipse. Yeah. I think you see where we're going with this. And so this hybrid eclipse, as you will see in this video, is quite literally the biggest celestial sign in recent times. And I would argue just as profound as the Tetrad marking the regathering of Israel in 1948. This hybrid eclipse links so many things backwards and forwards in time. I can't even overstate that. This was major, absolutely major. And for its most notable reason, the rise of the Antichrist. But before that, the rapture of the church. But through that, the restoration of Israel. And the whole purpose of Daniel's 70th week. And so, this is going to be an exciting series. It's very analytical, it's very precise, it's very biblical, and it's very accurate. God is very accurate with the timing of the celestial signs and Shemitah cycles as they coincide together. That's profound. In fact, I'll probably use the word profound a lot in this video. But before we get there, let's go ahead and break open God's word and take a look at Luke chapter 21, verse 25, and see what Jesus had to say about celestial signs in the end times. 
And so, turning to Luke chapter 21, verse 25, Jesus states that there will be signs in the sun and moon and stars, and on the earth, distress among nations. And recently, one of the things that the Holy Spirit has opened my eyes to about this verse is that it covers literally every celestial sign you can think of. Signs in the sun would include Mercury or Venus transits, or even comets, as their tails aren't visible until they get close to the sun, or the aurora borealis, which is caused by flares from the sun, causing geomagnetic storms. Now they're unusual in instances like this. Remember the northern lights that could be seen over Arizona and North Carolina? Well, arguably, this would be characterized as a sign in the sun, as it originates from the sun. And of course, signs in the sun would also include all the variations of solar eclipses. And so it was fascinating that the Holy Spirit made this revelation, this depth come out of this verse, which is signs in the sun. Now there's variations of signs in the moon. Yes, of course, lunar eclipses. But also in the instance when a lunar eclipse occults or goes over a planet during a lunar eclipse. In fact, we'll see one of those precisely in this video when we get to the World War II, World War III connection. And then, of course, stars, the Greek word that's used here is astron, and it can represent single stars, constellation of stars, or even planets. In fact, turning to this slide, Jude 1.13 even points out planets specifically. As planets were defined as wandering stars, and the Greek word used there is planetai, and where we derive the word planet from in the first place. As in ancient times, planets were viewed as wandering stars among the fixed stars of the celestial skies. But coming back to Luke chapter 21, stars in general is an umbrella term that could capture fixed and wandering stars, which carries a whole host of different celestial signs, like the parade of planets, the Revelation 12 sign, or planet and star conjunctions, or planet and planet conjunctions. Isn't that profound? How many different types of celestial signs Jesus was referencing in just this single verse? And so moreover, that's just a list of the different types of celestial events that will be pertinent to the end times. In fact, we'll see several different types of these throughout the series. But the other angle that I want to hit this from is not just the types, but is the sequence of these celestial events. They have an order. They have a pattern. They repeat, which is just like Bible prophecy, as biblical prophecy is built around patterns. Not simply just a prediction fulfillment. It's the pattern if you want to understand the prophecy. And so moreover, with respects to celestial signs, a couple of sequences or repeating patterns that we will see throughout this video series. Our first is a sorrow cycle, which is an 18-year repeating eclipse pattern that occurs within lunar and solar eclipses. And an example of that to reference and demonstrated on this channel in many videos is the Israeli Tetrad, as every time these four moons come around every 18 years, significant events for Israel take place. And it's the fact that they time to events on the ground that we know they are significant, and because they repeat that there is a pattern. Celestial signs are just like Bible prophecy. And so moreover, the sorrow cycle is one type of pattern that God uses for eclipse celestial events. However, another type that he uses We'll call it the convergence pattern sequence, which is whenever God uses the Shemitah cycle and a celestial sign to converge at a very unique point in time. In fact, a great example of that is the story of the Magi, 
Because arguably they knew the prophecy that Daniel gave, his 70 weeks prophecy. And knowing that the decree to rebuild Jerusalem was tied to a seven-year pattern, they were just trying to time that to a celestial sign. Because it begs the question, how would they have known which celestial sign would have been significant? Well, Daniel's 70 weeks prophecy gives us that indicator. But interestingly enough, they knew the prophecy was connected to a historical world event. And so moreover, these two mathematical and celestial concepts converge at one point, pointing to God, literally by his location, as all celestial signs should anyways. Well, anyways, I wanted to give you a biblical reference because we will see this pattern established throughout this entire video series. However, another pattern, our final pattern, is what we'll call repeating sequences. Meaning like celestial sign A, celestial sign B, celestial sign C, world event. And then at some point later, that same celestial sign A, celestial sign B, celestial sign C, similar world event. Which these types are some of my favorite. Because once you get the celestial sign C in the sequence, you can already guess what the world event is going to at least be pertaining to. In fact, it's this sequence that will be profound as we now transition into our World War II 2.0 celestial signs. However, I hope it was helpful to see the different types of celestial signs in conjunction with a reoccurring pattern. And so now with all that being said, saints, let's go ahead and go into section one and discuss the World War II 2.0 signs in the heavens because the celestial signs are repeating right now. To start, let's turn to this slide the World War III hybrid eclipse, as World War III is one of the themes connected to our hybrid eclipse. Why? Because it's through war that the Antichrist will come on the scene. Hence, one of the other taglines for this eclipse is the Antichrist eclipse. Definitely check out the War Rapture and the War Rapture and Labor videos for more details about that. However, pertaining to this video, what you see displayed on the screen is a sequence of celestial signs that repeat, with one set right before World War II, and then the case that we're making, the set on the right, the one that we're in right now, pertaining to World War III. And it is from here that we're going to build the rest of the pattern off of this. And so effectively, this is our base pattern, separated by 84 years. That will be significant here later in the video. But for right now, let's just go through the setup. So in 1938 on 11-7 was a total lunar eclipse occurring in the constellation of Aries and in conjunction with Uranus, which will also be significant here in just a moment. Then we have the annual eclipse on 419 of 1939. Here, let's check out Stellarium real quick. And I've turned off the atmosphere, so I know it appears dark, but realize this is a daytime sign, of course. But also notice it occurred in Pisces. That will be very significant as well. Okay, now coming back to the timeline, 84 years later, marking the last total lunar eclipse until 2025 was the one that occurred on 11-8 of 2022. But this one also occurred in Aries with the conjunction of Uranus. And then of course we have the hybrid eclipse, which let's take a look at that one real quick in Stellarium. And again with the atmosphere off so that you can see Jupiter uh, at the time of this eclipse. But also note it's in Pisces as well. Okay, coming back to the timeline. And let's zoom in so we can see these side by side. Because what I really want to focus your attention to, saints, is the most profound part of this pattern. And why I didn't show you on Stellarium just yet, 
but the total lunar eclipse aspect. Saints, this is crazy. Check this out. You see, mentioned in a previous video, this total lunar eclipse will be nuclear. We saw that this total lunar eclipse literally goes over the planet Uranus at the exact moment of totality or within minutes of it, which as small as Uranus is, that level of precision for the moon to do that, to go over a little speck from our vantage point is amazing. That is the heavens declaring the handiwork of God. That's engineering precision. But what if I told you that the instance in 1938 did the exact same thing? That is supernatural by design. And so I recorded the video for this so you could see this. So first, let's take a look at the 11-8-2022 total lunar eclipse. So turn to Stellarium. Here's a far away shot. So you can get some context. You can see it's in Aries. Okay, now let's watch the video. This is going to be really zoomed in. That's why I wanted to show you a panned out shot. So as you see in the video, I have Uranus in the crosshairs there, as you can see it. But boom, it goes into the lunar eclipse phase. As it comes out, it goes right over Uranus. That is incredible. Okay, no big deal, right? It just did that once. But now let's turn 84 years previously to 1938. On 11-7 this time. You can see that we're in the constellation of Aries again. But now, let's watch this video. It's fascinating. The fact that this happens twice. Check this out. And here it goes through the eclipse. There's Uranus in the crosshairs. And then during the eclipse, it goes right over Uranus again. Isn't that amazing? And so coming back to the timeline, it was cool to see that for the total lunar eclipse last November. But to see that this occurred 84 years earlier, whew, saints, that is absolutely profound. God is very timely and accurate. In fact, just to prove that point about just how rare and statistically improbable this is to happen twice in a row, in order to prove the inevitable conclusion for this instance right now of the 2022 eclipse and its sequence, you see, the reason why this 84-year connection is unique on this timeline is that Uranus orbits around the sun in 84 years. So it's related to it. In fact, it's related to something even more profound. But we're going to get to that later on in the series. So keep Uranus in the back of your mind. But I want to show you another pattern that's underscoring all this. So let's turn to this slide and just focus on our lunar eclipse aspect. Because did you know, saints, that 84 years is 12 times 7? Again, we'll discuss it later, but the 12 is significant for Israel, and the 7, the Shemitah cycle. So do you find that at all coincidental, I say that loosely, that the lunar eclipse of 2022 was the Shemitah year, and the lunar eclipse of 1938 was also a Shemitah year? And so my question to you, beloved, is what do you think the odds are that you would have these two eclipses that perfectly conjunct on Uranus, 84 years apart, the same as a Uranus cycle, and that also occur on Shemitah years? Because as you know, since the first one occurred in 1938, we have a historical reference about what's coming the following year, that World War III is on the horizon. In fact, throughout this video series, we will see this 
repetition of this theme over and over again. In fact, even just to take this pattern one step forward to highlight that point, if we turn to this slide and we look at 84 years in the future from 2022 and 84 years in the past from 1938, not only were the moons not total lunar eclipses, but they don't conjunct with Uranus. So, so God is pointing everything to this time now. I hope I'm making this clear at just how profound not only God's accuracy and consistency is, but that prophecy is developed through patterns, which coming back to our original slide and add the icing on the cake to this pattern. Let's go ahead and bring in the details we've already discussed about this hybrid solar eclipse and its connection to Hitler, as we previously saw in the Esther Rapture video and the Purim Setup video. Because if you recall, this eclipse marks Hitler's 134th birthday, as he was born on 420 of 1889. And this eclipse is also part of the sorrow cycle 129, which means it's part of a chain of 18 years separated eclipses, 90 years ago, or 18 times 5, that repeated in 1933, the very year Hitler came to power. And so bringing those details onto our timeline, Saints, what have we been discussing for like the last four or five months now? That the rapture is tied to war. I think we can see that now. As the celestial sign setup for World War II is occurring right now, pointing us to World War III. Now, let's turn our attention to one more undeniable, absolutely fascinating connection and let the evidence stand that World War III is on the horizon. And so let us take these two celestial sequences and turn now to this slide in order to prove this point. Because as we just discovered, Hitler was born 134 years ago in 1889. Did you know, saints, 1889 was also a Shemitah year. Isn't that interesting? In fact, it's very unique in this regards. In that 49 plus one year later, 50 years total, is the start of World War II in 1939. So here's a question. Is it possible that this pattern is also true for 2023? And so check this out. Working that backwards, 49 years plus one year earlier, so 50 years total from 2023, and the suggested year of World War III, 50 years previous was 1973. Get this, that's a Shemitah year as well. A Jubilee year, actually. And so here again, we have a repeat in patterns. You can't make this stuff up. And this one's a unique one. Because you see how I have the half-wave Jubilee pattern? Well, we've seen this before. Here, let me pull up the slide. Because the result of World War II would be the fact that Israel would be regathered in 1948. And so the exact halfway middle point between the Jubilee year of 1924 in the Jubilee year of 1973, 1948 marks the exact middle. Hence, why we're calling it the halfway Jubilee pattern. Isn't that interesting? But nonetheless, coming back to our other slide, the fact that this Jubilee is called out in this pattern is very significant due to its relationship to Israel. That's fascinating. But in order to see the totality of this pattern, let's go ahead and combine all the information and recap what we've discussed and place it on this side. And so we have two 50-year Shemitah year connections 
in that from the birth of Hitler in 1889, a Shemitah year, 49 plus one years later was the start of World War II. And similarly, 1973 was a Shemitah year, and 49 plus one years later is 2023. That's one connection, that World War III is in 2023. Our second connection is twofold, in that the total lunar eclipse of 1938 and 2022 also occurred in Shemitah years. Secondly, that they both conjunct Uranus uniquely. Not 84 years in the future, or 84 years in the past, but these two particular years are the only two years highlighting that fact. Not to mention, they're 84 years almost to the day, and the exact same characteristic as the solar eclipses the subsequent year, being one day removed and 84 years apart. And so moreover, that demonstrates that celestially speaking, and from a Shemitah perspective, that these patterns are repeating. Isn't that incredible? Do you see it? Again, pointing that World War III begins in 2023. And then when you add in the final detail that the 420 eclipse itself marks Hitler's birthday of 1889 and was the same sequential solar eclipse pattern through the sorrow cycle that occurred when Hitler rose to power in 1933. And moreover, this hybrid eclipse itself carries two details alone that point us back to World War II and that we have been discussing since December. So the fact that there's this underlying Shemitah connection in addition to the same exact sequential celestial setup just underscores that everything is pointing towards World War III in 2023. At which point, I believe, is the rapture. And one reason why I believe that God has been reaffirming and confirming this war connection for quite some time now. And one reason why whenever war tensions escalate, I personally get excited. Because I know that we are that much closer to the rapture. And that's exciting. And so you, beloved, should be excited too. And so with that said, this is where we're going to end video one of this series, The Pergamum Eclipse. As I hope that it has demonstrated God's profound sovereignty over the things that he has made and he has timed world events in such a way that provides proof of Isaiah 46:10 that God declared the end from the beginning we serve a powerful God a wonderful God who is multifaceted in his wisdom and he loves you very much and so until next time saints I love y'all Jesus loves y'all, and he's coming back very soon. Amen.